Welcome to the Sensi Postcast. I am your host, Kevin Wallace, and we've got an awesome episode lined up for you today. A proper three-parter. In part one, we are talking FC Cincinnati news, the latest on injury reports that are coming out of training camp, and what the heck is actually going on with Nick Haglin? In part two, we look around the league and around the playoffs. We take a survey of where the playoffs stand after round one, or at least game one of round one. It's it's hard to get used to. And then in part three, we do our best to preview and predict the New York Red Bulls match this weekend. They put all that together, and that's going to be your postcast. Joining me to talk about all of that and more for the first time in forever, I am joined by two gentlemen here. We've got all three of us, I'd say in the same room, but we <laughs> never are. I'm joined by the Chief, I'm joined by Grayson. Grayson, how was the time away from the pod? Do you feel well rested now? Yeah, I do. It was just, it was finally to go, it was finally great to go like, one day without anybody expecting me to talk uh soccer <laughs> so that I could just talk about um Paul Verhoeven movies. Good. And yes. uh, <laughs> and and things of and things of that nature. Oh I I absolutely love it. And I love I love the reviews that that come following a, a good classic episode like that. Chief, how you doing tonight? Oh I'm just just peachy. I'm wondering which cinematic universe we're going to talk about tonight and piss everybody off. <laughs> so I, I, the only thing I have to say about that is like, well, one, we only spent a lot of time on on DC like that one time. True. Um, two. It's probably the most anyone has talked about the DC cinematic universe <laughs> ever. So they should be flattered. Look, it's not my fault if people are able to 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 watch you know, a, a work of art, no matter how good or bad. And they don't, you know, like take any note of or engage with in any way, the thing that they're watching. <laughs> like you don't think about like, like what the, the filmmaker is trying to like put in your head or make you think about or make you notice. It's right. just like you stare blank, just blank eyed at the moving images and the colors. Yeah, I, assume the same, I assume it's the same kind of person who like sees a 3D movie and their hands are like constantly like drifting <laughs> up. Like, oh, I, gotta, I gotta touch this. It's coming at me. <laughs> Probably people that the same people that clap when the plane lands. You know, it's just that it's yeah. that same energy, I think. Man. Yeah, so good. <laughs> uh, speaking of DC universes, anybody remember the Darkness universe? Man, Universal really thought they had something there. And oh, then, they were trying to oh. redo all the monster movies and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The or the I Dark watched, World. Yeah, they only made one movie, right? Yep, it they was made just the Mummy, the Tom Cruise Mummy. Yep, <laughs> and with, gave up <laughs> with uh, Russell Crowe as Jekyll and Hyde. 
Yeah, they had like they had a Frankenstein, a Wolfman. They were ready to go. <laughs> the movie that would probably have spawned a cinematic universe if it was made today was the original, not the original, but the remake original of The Mummy, the Brendan Fraser movie. <laughs> that just feels like a universe that would have really taken off if it was... 10 years later five years later because you got the spin yeah. you got the spin-off movie you got the scorpion king which mm-hmm. was atrocious but i'll Lush. watch the i'll, I'll watch the rock do anything let's be yeah. let's be real on this there's one. already been a dark universe with all of those creatures and monsters interacting it was the abbott and costello movies <laughs> it really was <laughs> Um, I was gonna go with Monsters been... Inc. <laughs> <laughs> or Hotel Hotel Transylvania. Is that the dark universe? Yeah, I think that's when it <laughs> Vampirina. Yeah, that's what it became. Um, All right, once it hits four <laughs> minutes, I think those people will have turned this off and be okay, about good. Now, <laughs> the real, now here's the, the juicy transfer details yeah. you all have been waiting for. <laughs> the only the only dark universe, monster universe I acknowledge is the uh, Count Chocula universe <laughs> where Frank and Barry and all the various breakfast cereals together. I would like to see a movie with that. I would like to see a Count Chocula movie. I feel like there's, we're long overdue for that. There's actually quite a good book um, um, called, uh, I think it's called like, a Night in the Lonely October. Okay. Um, that takes place in like a pseudo uh, dark universe kind of situation. Where it's like a bunch of unnamed but recognizable characters are getting together to like either bring about or stop the end of the world. And they don't know who is on what side. <laughs> but the entire book so it's like just, secret just, secret hitler for just, monsters yeah they just like are trying to figure out like who is a player and then what side that player is on oh but that's great it's told entirely through the uh perspectives of their animal familiars interesting <laughs> so even, I, I thought you were gonna say it's told entirely through the perspective of frankenstein and the book no, is no, just no. grunts <laughs> you have to figure out what the grunts mean it's like, but it's like it's like told from the, like there's like like the main character is like a dog and it's based it's mostly like the fami- the animals like interacting with each other and the the people kind of float in and out sounds vaguely like american gods but i can go i can go along with it boys i think Um, we're doing a halloween episode we don't even know it right now that's a good point no (laughs) i i do need to warn both you two and whoever may be listening to this there's a very real possibility that fc cincinnati will win on saturday which first glance you might think would be a good thing but folks should that happen, we would presumably talk about it on Sunday. That's one episode. Then we would have a Wednesday, a Sunday, a Wednesday, a Sunday, a Wednesday with no games. <laughs> I mean, we could we could just not do no any of those. No. <laughs> We've made a commitment to the listeners and our sponsor singular now um womp, womp. Womp, womp. uh no we we work we are a content machine other podcasts may choose to go dark when there's no nothing no soccer to discuss not us famously the soccer podcast that doesn't want to talk about soccer 
you can't go dark in the middle of the playoffs. Come on, even if the playoffs are a month away. <laughs> I well, almost maybe instead of yeah. going dark, we will go dark universe. Oh my we'll god! Each each episode to one of the uh, <laughs> monsters, right? We can do like a Wolfman. We can do a, <laughs> we, a Jekyll and Hyde. We can do a Mummy. We really, really just missed the boat on all of this. <laughs> Damn it! This would have been electric content before what, Halloween. <laughs> what would this be if not missing every opportunity to like actually capitalize on something or like grow our audience in like a like a ordered or like a, like a, a, a natural way yeah cohesion not really our thing it's no. just it'll happen to you um kind of like maybe not understanding get, a movie maybe we can just get jonah back on with nick from soccer and zach and they can do an episode of the loony bin for us and we can take one week off oh my god please <laughs> i don't, don't want to hear what the loony bin are talking about when the minnesota united aren't even in the playoffs <laughs> ice fishing somewhere i'm sure a season recap has the three of them are furiously scrolling Wikipedia. What was, a, what was, what was the name of Nick's character? Gar? I think Gar. Heard... <laughs> oh, I miss it. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm saying is I hope we lose just so we got something to talk about for another. No, another don't go there. No, no, no. I, I, here's the fun part. I'll bet if you pulled the listener base. Even the ones that were upset by 35 minutes of Paul Verhoeven <laughs> and DC, DC Cinematic Universe content would still pick that over losing a game to the Red Bulls. Very true. So be careful what these, you wish for out there. Aren't these episodes timestamped usually? They I absolutely are. I didn't timestamp <laughs> Even if they're not timestamps, there's that there's that 30 second button, you know, or just oh, yeah. use your finger, you know? <laughs> No, I, just I, imagine, assume, I assume that person's not very used to using their finger. No, I assume what this person was doing was, like, was spamming so. the 30 second button. And Jesus Christ, are they still talking about this? <laughs> they, got, they got fatigued before they got to the end. <laughs> hey, man, you got to build up that stamina. <laughs> right. the, the we're, dexterity. we're helping out your, the loved ones in, in your life will thank us. <laughs> it's like most most content creators want you to smash that like and subscribe button. We're like, smash that 30 seconds ahead button because <laughs> this is not where you want to be right now Smash i'm just gonna do my, 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 kamala, my kamala harris do not come do not, <laughs> do, not like, come. do not subscribe <laughs> do not come well we'll see if it works <laughs> well uh to start us off here uh, i figured we should do a brief sort of recap of fc cincinnati news that has come out in the intervening couple of days since we last recorded and uh, i'll start off with the biggest news uh out there one nick hagland is out for the rest of the season uh this slipped by an alarming number of people um as it was originally dropped i, I think it was hinted at in some post-game press conference comments by pat noonan saying nick is out it was left a little vague he goes on uh, the radio with lance McAllister and confirmed he's indeed out for the season um also this in that was interview, really funny oh was it this was a really funny sequence of events. I mean, finish oh, the interview. Oh, I'll, just everything. Yeah, say, yeah. Say, that's, say a, the that's, a, thing you... that's a that's a bold take to say it was really funny that Nick Hagelin's out for <laughs> the year. No, no. no how this how this news came out was a how really funny slow sequence roll. of events. Yes, because um, so 
Noonan went on Lance McAllister Tuesday night, Halloween yeah. night, and said, for the first time that I, I'm aware of, anybody in the team saying publicly that Hagland was done for the season. Yeah. He said, he st- says like, oh, he's likely out. No, not likely. He is done for the season or he's out for the season. Oof. That drops Tuesday night. Nobody hears it. Nope. Like it doesn't get on any of the sicko channels, <laughs> any of the FC sicko channels. Um, Pat and Laurel go to training today. And they both say, Nick is out this weekend. We're still getting information or waiting to hear on the timetable. Okay. Yep. Somebody replies to a Pat Brennan tweet <laughs> that that said like that said Noonan said on Lance last night that he's out for the season. <laughs> and so I went to Lance McAllister's Twitter and I found his um uh that where he he linked the episode of that podcast. Lance's tweet with the episode of the podcast with the Noonan interview on it, zero likes. Zero retweets, zero comments. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I would say if the if the, te- the more of the story is if the team wants to keep a secret, <laughs> give all the news to Lance McAllister. <laughs> right. I was about to say it's like famously in in politics and business, there's the concept of the Friday news dump, where <laughs> we just don't want to talk about this, so we're going to release it to you on a Friday and hope everyone's gone for the weekend and not paying attention. Lance McAllister's show, in terms of FCC listeners. The perfect Friday news dump show, even on a Tuesday. Now, yeah, Halloween say, is helpful in terms of <laughs> providing cover here. But yes. <laughs> so what, what I would just add, I guess, is um, you know, I want to do a mea culpa. Um, I once uh, spent a little bit of time, more time than was ultimately let in the podcast Making fun of 700 WLW listeners. <laughs> that, um, that did happen. <laughs> that's on me. I'm sorry. They know more about the team than anybody. <laughs> They're clearly more informed. <laughs> so I mean, listen to listen to WLW just all day. Yeah. Yeah, you should. Um, leave it on I, your radio. The, the per, whoever, I bet whoever doesn't like the um, movie talk that we do will very much enjoy all the content on, on WLW. That leads up to the soccer content. I mean, not for I mean, nothing. That's right but up like, his alley. Not for nothing, but sixty-six percent of this podcast appeared on seven hundred WLW <laughs> last week. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't even know. <laughs> not really my thing. I'll say also in that interview, uh, it was the first time we had heard Nick had surgery uh, with this injury. It is still Hatter not been made. Having- or was having okay i don't because remember but surgery is involved he, he, yeah something along those lines um he was indoors today at practice which makes me think like he's doing something so maybe he's already rehabbing from a surgery or doing something leading up to it um we still have not been told what happened like he pull hamstring running did somebody tackle him and break his ankle we have no clue uh we've been told leg uh by the uh, the media release notes which i love this is yeah. this is my favorite part of hockey is the upper body injury <laughs> lower body injury you get no information whatsoever as to what the the injury status is and i long for the day 
when sports betting starts to take MLS more seriously or soccer more seriously, and we finally need to get actual information about injuries so that people can handicap these games accurately. Because right now, it is just a joke how little MLS and these clubs reveal about what actually happens when people get hurt. Oh, but it's great. Right now, FCC underdogs on most betting apps right now versus New York Red Bull. Uh, Up until last weekend, the home team has never won in this series in MLS play. Uh, It's pretty incredible. So... You know, I know a lot of a lot of Vegas bookies like to look at historical precedents oh, and you patterns. Mean, you mean FC Cincinnati versus New York Red Bull? Yeah, the home team. Uh, it was like, like there were a lot of home teams that won in the playoffs. No, so al- almost all of them. Actually, I think all of them except St. Louis won. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Like on one hand, sure, it would be great if we could get more information. On the other hand, hey. Exploit it while you got it, because there get some weird, wacky lines out there these days. Um, so feel yeah, bad for, feel bad for Nick though. That's all we talked about. Yeah, we talked about this over the weekend a little bit, but to persevere through what he's gone through in terms yeah. of the shitty teams that he's played for, and now in the in the moment of triumph, there's he's not going to be out there for it, and that that kind of sucks. Yeah, and let's not kid ourselves. The team needs him. Yes. Like, like, yeah, it does feel, and and I don't know if it's ever been confirmed. I know Noonan says something to this effect, but Murphy has pretty well won the starting job off of Hagland at this point in the season. But you're going to tell me Yursa Mosquera and Matt Miazga are zero risk for getting red cards at any one time, uh, that anybody going down, you don't want Hagland as your immediate replacement. Like there were, I, how long did it go, Grayson? Year and a half before this team won a game where Nick Hagelin wasn't on the field. Like this did it is go to League's Cup. Uh, I want to say it was like the Chivas right game, bef- maybe right before League's Cup or Nashville. Yeah, something like that. I think Nashville. Yeah, somewhere around that point in the season was the first time in the you know two years we've been with uh, Pat Noonan where FCC won a game and Nick Hagelin didn't make an appearance. Um, He's a super important player to this team. He provides, if not depth, uh, capable starting minutes. And it forces some weird decisions to happen after that because there isn't another center back after him. We don't have the homegrown guy, the MLS Next Pro guy, ready to step up at center back. It becomes some combination of Alvis Powell or Ray Gaddis filling in, depending on exactly who would be missing. And that kills your depth for outside backs. And it's just, yeah. First off the bench for center backs beyond our top four, is Alvis Powell. Right. Alvis Powell sounds like he's probably out this game. Right. And which back is... next week, which means that the backup center back is Ray Gaddis, which leaves, I mean, Santi Arias is back. I guess we can mention this too. Santi Arias yeah. is back. All of this kind of um, weaves together with the Alvis Powell news. Training yeah. with the group. 
is Arius. Yeah, so right. that that certainly helps because you you still have Halsey, Arius, and Barial able to play on the outside, even if you have to use Gaddis now as a center back. I assume at some point Yuya Kubo plays center back too. I just assume he can do everything on a soccer field. Yeah, um, I mean, there's also switching to a back four, which you, you, I think you, as much as possible, would like to avoid a non-tactical formation change from right. what has won this team as supporter shield all year. Mm-hmm. It also goes without saying, too, um, I understand MLS roster rules are wacky, but we should probably note at this point, there is no way they can go and sign anyone. Yeah. I mean, you, would, you would assume there's some mechanism that would allow them to do that, given just how awful the rule set is uh, regarding rosters in this league. But the rosters are frozen. They can't go out and they can't go get someone who is sitting as a free agent unsigned somewhere or go sign someone off a USL team. It is what it is at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you start throwing out different options. Wouldn't be surprised if like Junior Moreno wouldn't fall back to the center center back role if if things got desperate. Um, the good news is you've got just one game. Ideally, hopefully to have to I worry was, about this. All right. So I always wondered this. It feels like center back of all the positions on a soccer pitch your backup goalkeeper should be able to play center back <laughs> i don't know what i based that on it just feels right evan <laughs> bring him in <laughs> i mean <laughs> that was the manuel neuer theory forever right like he was like their next best center back the, right yeah the sweeper keeper um yeah. know, i'm into it Get yeah. wacky. It's all fun um, in games, though. So they go up to contest a header and just grab the ball because instincts take over. Right, <laughs> right. That's, that might be the biggest risk. <laughs> and there's also guys like London Agato is was out last game. I assume he's still hurt. Mm. Joey Apinono didn't even make the bench last Ye- game. Yeah, just even despite the center back depth problems um That's Isaiah a Foster point. Isaiah Foster made the bench but does he even have any does he have any league minutes no this he year? made maybe one appearance in the open cup maybe two I remember and him in the open cup I don't remember him no I don't have like a recollection of him any other game I so think, yeah I mean this is a yeah. This is a depth problem. Yeah. But barring injury or red card, you feel like it there's a pretty good chance it won't come into play. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing we're not playing a team this weekend that specializes in drawing crap cards and baiting you into doing dumb things. That would be yeah. <laughs> that would be crazy if that was the case. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is it's like for this upcoming game i'm not worried powell works as the first center back off the bench well, powell, um, won't be, powell might not be dressing though well okay sure then gaddis 
works as your next best option with Halsey uh, ready to sub in for Barial. Unlikely Barial gets pulled in this one, and then ideally uh, Arius is able to fill in here. Uh, not for nothing, at one point last year when we were desperate for outside back depth, it was Dom Baji who deputized at left back, I want to say. Um at least against that Orlando, uh, in that Orlando away match. Um, so there are some weird levers that can be pulled here if if things get desperate. And as we previously discussed, Yuya Kubo is probably the actual first alternate for all of these people. So, so like if you, this is why I wouldn't have announced that he was out for the year. I think a there's a tactical advantage to forcing your opponent every week to figure out whether or not Nick Hagland might play. I don't know what <laughs> level of tactical advantage that is, but it's got to be non-zero. The other thing too is that this is a valuable missed opportunity that I would like at some point. There are so many soccer players in the world. I I can't believe that they can't go and find someone that looks close enough to what Nick Hagland looks like and just claim that he had a, a horrendous facial injury, like the David Njoku for the Cleveland Browns where he burned his face off with lighter fluid, and he showed up like in a mask, where you could put someone in a mask and claim they're Nick Hagland and just sign them for depth. Oh, they Ooh. call that the uh, John Fetterman. <laughs> <laughs> I think for the Fetterman, you need three rotating. But yeah, I know. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a great conspiracy theory, theory, too, that I saw online, where it's one of those videos that you scroll by from the uncle that you really don't like on Facebook. But you're like, OK, this one, my click has been baited on this one. And it was someone that was claiming that Joe Biden had been replaced by a body double. And they were like zooming in on pictures of his earlobes to claim that he went from having detached earlobes to attached earlobes. That and works, though. That's how we proved that the picture was Yap Stom was not Yap Stom. The ears are the giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> the ears are the gateway to your soul. They call okay, the so ears the uh, fingerprint of the sides of your face. Yeah. So you just make sure make sure you, you do an ear print matchup before you sign the Nick Haglin replacement. Put him in one of those masks, like, oh, his face is horribly scarred. You can get away with that for at least one game, I think, right? Yeah. 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 So who who are you bringing in? And why is his name Forrest Lasso? <laughs> <laughs> Faith, family, football. Let's do this. Does Delbridge have long hair at the moment? Mm, that feels right. I don't know anything about Harrison Delbridge's hair. To. Um, any other, should we get into any other FC news? Well, I mean, we have a, we have a brand new American citizen to celebrate. Ooh, we do. We do. But real quick on Harrison mm -hmm. Delbridge, um, I'm going to call it medium length. Okay. So we're mm. not at ponytail, but you could certainly, you're, you're running a, a nice long comb through it. Yeah. Anyway. We do have a new American. This is very exciting. Everybody has been waiting for this moment. It is now the pressure is on Burhalter to do something with this. Dombaji is an American citizen. The American now, you didn't know you needed. I bring it on, man. No, I, this is great for Baji. Um, 
yeah, this is this is a good moment uh, for him. This is obviously something he's been working towards. He's been in the U.S. for a good long while, and um, yeah, no, this is exciting. Uh, the video that the the team put out uh, was adorable. I forget who put it together, but somebody got him like an Ohio care package. It was Kimi so Ordonez, wasn't it? it? Was. Kimi Ordonez put it together, but Joey Apononu gave it to him for some reason. Well, Kimi Ordonez like episode of Seinfeld. Kimi so Kimi made, sure to, Kimi made sure that they knew yeah. that he put it together. <laughs> I, I contributed. I, I organized this. <clears throat> uh, but he's from Kentucky, so maybe that's why there needed to be, like, with the Ohio care and package. And Joey Apodoto is from Ohio. Yeah. That's what they needed to tag team that for sure. So, um, actually, I, so I, I, Googled him, I Googled Baji a little bit after I saw the citizenship announcement. And I found a tweet thread from his time in Dallas that kind of alluded to his background. And his background is actually really interesting. Hmm. Um, I guess his dad was a... And I, I hope this is right. I'm just going off this tweet thread. Um, if there was like a writer that covered the team, maybe they could ask him some questions and write a story about it. But um, somebody with access, I don't know who... Um, not, me. not the post. No, not the post. <laughs> like again, like we always we want other people to do stuff, not us. Yes. Um, but I guess his dad was like a translator in Senegal, and met a Peace Corps volunteer. volunteer. And then, um, that Peace Corps volunteer somehow helped uh, Dom go to a, go to school in the U.S. Boston University. And no, high school. Oh, 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 high school. Okay. And he had not played, oh. apparently had not played organized soccer <laughs> until he started playing high school. Nice. But he was so dominant that he immediately got, uh, uh, you know, he was just there a couple of years and got recruited to play at Boston University. Yeah. Not Boston College. The Incident barriers. Incidentally. If the fact that he was, I know it's not the case, but if the fact that he was so dominant is where the name Dom, Dom. came from, that would be so badass. <laughs> um, and then, you know, he was a fourth round draft pick. We don't even have four rounds in the draft anymore. Damn. It's quite the, uh, I don't know, seemed like quite the story. That's incredible. I would read it, I would read it in long form. And now, uh, an American. Was yeah. eventually traded for Kellen Acosta. So there you go. Hmm. That's fun. Um, yeah, no, that's great. Uh, that was definitely probably the better part of Baji's week weekend as, uh, yeah, he, he took to social media mm. to share some, uh, racist comments or at least one fan that continued to post, um, uh, racist emojis. I don't know how else to describe it. Under his uh, a bunch of his photos on uh, Instagram, uh, calling it out, call, calling attention good. to that, and good. Um, yeah, you good, know, uh, good, good on him and good, good for on him. And you know, it's funny how this is sort of a dichotomy of two very interesting yeah. aspects of soccer. On one hand, you've got Don Baji excited at the prospect of becoming an American citizen. And it's it's easy to get cynical a little bit, and I'm guilty of this as well, of things about this country. And without getting too political or anything like that, it's neat to see people excited 
to be American because yeah. I know sometimes you don't you don't feel that way when you live here for various reasons, one way or the other. But it is nice every so often to be reminded of how fortunate we are that we live in this country and that we got to be American just by by being in the right place at the right time and how much of a privilege this is for other people to join this country. And it's it's cool that soccer allows that to happen, that it allows him a pathway to come to this country and now be part of its citizenry. And that's that's cool as hell. And on the other side, it's soccer exposes you to a world out there that is so virulently racist to a comic level that you don't see in this country anymore. This country has a race problem, but the race problem in this country is shadowier. Yeah. A little more innuendo laden. And you can make an argument as to what's better or what's worse. But I remember when when Aaron Bepens assigned back over the summer, the mentions on his social media were vile. Yeah. And just the emojis being used, it it was the most cartoonish mustache twirling version of racism. And the fact that people out there make are so comfortable doing that in other parts of the world. And mm-hmm. even here in the United States to a professional athlete is just it's abhorrent. And I'm going to be very clear about this. Fuck you. If you ever, ever feel the need to say racist shit to an athlete, fuck you. If that's you, turn the fucking podcast on. I never want you listening to the show again. Yeah, get out of here. Fuck you directly. And the fact that that players like Don Baji have to open their social media and see shit like that because of assholes like this. It's something I'm glad the league said something. I wish the league said things more often because this is not the only time this happens. It shouldn't, take, it shouldn't take Dom Baji saying something and standing up for himself for people to get fucking angry about shit that gets said. Yeah. And obviously it's, it's, it's not something anybody should have to deal with ever, but people in public positions like this uh, get more of that attention and it can't be it's like like he made he's his post about it was was very eloquent um you know about about how hard it is for for anybody to to have to see something like that Mm -hmm. um especially like they were under like yeah, some of the comments were on pictures of of him and his daughter. Yeah, family photos, uh, like I, nice moments. Oh, yeah, it's it's one of the. Ah, uh, man, it's it's awful. And so, yeah, like anybody who does anything like that, they deserve to have their their face put out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, those people should not be allowed to come to an MLS game again to the extent that you can prevent that, right? If they have a season ticket account, if they have a SeatGeek account, yeah, you know, strip all that. Ban them, perma-block them, yeah, all that. Absolutely. And, I mean, good on just the outpouring of support from the FCC fan base. Um, And, yeah, like, I, I, and you said it before with the Bupenza comments, um, Keep it up in terms of reporting people, um, 
clapping back at these fucking assholes. Uh, report as much as you can. Show love to the players wherever you see anything like this. Like, uh, just try to be an overwhelming force for good in the opposite direction of this. Um, yeah, it's just, it doesn't just, need to be. I just wish, yeah. I wish the league, I wish there was more of this energy without Don Baji having to say something about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not calling for people to be, you know, monitoring social media. And like, I'm not calling for the outrage police, like looking, going and looking for a fight. But you don't have to look hard on a lot of the social media profiles of higher profile minority athletes Mm -hmm. um, to see just vile shit like this. And I wish the league kept up a little more of that energy looking out for the players who don't want to speak up and don't want to call attention to it. Don Baji shouldn't have to to bear that weight. He shouldn't have to put himself out there and 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 comment on this. It should it shouldn't have to fall on him. I'm happy he did. I hope that doing that was something that made him feel empowered about his situation and taking control of it or whatever reason that he did it. I hope that it made him feel better about it, but he shouldn't have to be the one that speaks up. Yeah. It's like a catch 22 when you speak up, right? Because, uh, you know, he got a lot of really nice posts and responses to that. But obviously, every single one of those is an alert that brings him back to the post where you see those messages, right? Right. Um, but I don't know what else. I don't know what else you can do to because. You know, like I know I and a lot of other people immediately went to Instagram, found this account and reported it, um, which is what also I was doing with um, other people as well, obviously, but was doing with the Bupenza comments. Yeah, oh, I was going to Google Translate in Arabic and I was just fighting with these people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all doing uh, our part. Yeah, if, if I am ever going to be canceled, it's because someone reads back what I was writing to these people. <laughs> Yeah, and you got to make clear, like, just because you see me writing in Arabic, please hit Google Translate. <laughs> Before you call the FBI, right. hit Google Translate. Just just take a look. It's it's badly translated, so. Yeah, but I mean, Chief, to your point, like, I mean, look, like you said, you can't expect people to be on at all times, but it, it is a shame looking back that there wasn't a more, you know, public pushback from you know, the team and above with the comments under Bupenza's uh, posts. And and we've seen similar things as well uh, over the years. So I just want to know these people's names. Like I know Dave Flexner's name and I'm going to bring that up all the time. I hope his kids listen to this. I hope his friends listen to this that and know that I'm going to say again, Dave Flexner is a racist weirdo that can't go to FC Cincinnati games. Do you want to say shit like that? Your name and your face should be public. Sorry, you forfeited your right to anonymity the minute you start going after someone for the color of their skin or some aspect of them um, beyond play. Even even if you go after for play on the field, you're still a fucking heinous weirdo if you start adding players. But yeah. beyond that, no one should have to deal with this. Yeah, just as like a general rule, like obviously the racism is an extra level of shittiness in deplorable human being, but don't tweet at players. Your criticism, you fucking weirdo. Like (laughs) we say not great things about players. Sometimes I think in the last episode, I said, I can't wait for the team to move on from Yuya Kubo. 
I love Yu Yu Kubo as a person. I would never tweet at him if he missed a pass or something. I see people do this all the time. Knock it off. That's weirdo behavior. Stop it. Just yeah, you're not the you're not the coach. Yeah. No. You're a fan. So do what fans do. Complain out of sight. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't 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 go tagging people with your shit. Um so how's that for an FCC news roundup? Is there <laughs> anything else we're missing? <laughs> no, just Fuck the Red Bulls. So true. Um, We'll get to them in a moment. Uh, In part two, let's take a quick look around the rest of the league and these lovely, awesome, fun playoffs, shall we? We shall. All right. That's over in part two. This episode is also brought to you by Cincy Shirts. Look, you know Cincy Shirts. You love Cincy Shirts. They've been with FCC from the beginning. And we here at the Postcast, we're just huge fans of their work. They were very early sponsors of the Postcast here, and we have always enjoyed their work. If you head on over to CincyShirts.com, that's Cincy with a Y, Shirts.com, and check out using the promo code ThePostCincy, all one word, all caps, you will get 10% off your order, and you let them know that we sent you. Like they have MLS and MLSPA licensed FCC gear available online and at their two retail locations in Hyde Park and Fort Mitchell. If they don't have your size on the shelf, they can print you one on the spot. That is a fantastic feature and something that I have used as well. So again, special thank you to Cincy Shirts. Head on over to their website or check the link down below in the description for the promo code ThePostCincy for 10% off your next order. And a huge thank you to Cincy Shirts. All right, part two, we are looking at the... MLS Cup playoffs presented by Audi as discussed by the Cincy Postcast. And boy, is it going? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Look, uh, you got a best of three series where the good teams host the bad teams. And wouldn't you know it, the host team won every single game except for one which was the best one uh in particular we're sporting kansas city the play-in eight seed uh beat st louis city four to one in st louis now they go to kansas city uh for that one just incredible uh chief and i spoke about this previously and i'm sure gracing you would agree houston dynamo beat real salt lake and honestly just for like pure narrative alone i want houston dynamo to make mls cup final and ideally we meet them there uh in that i think that has a bunch of fun storylines running in there um is there anything else in these playoffs (laughs) not that that's done but does anybody have a takeaway or a a take on the playoffs in particular they want to jump out or i can just keep running through the games here i do think it's interesting uh how lopsided the home field advantage was in this first round and mls notoriously a difficult team a difficult league for road teams Mm-hmm. What what do you guys make of the fact that there was such a home field advantage in these playoffs? Is it simply a matter of the home team was quite literally the better team in terms of point total um, for all these games? Or is there something more to it? The late notice of who you were playing so that there was no way to really advance prep. But these are all teams you've played before at least twice. So I don't even know why that would matter so much. 
I think it comes down to two things, and I think you've already said them both. MLS is a big uh, home field advantage league, and in the playoffs, especially this first game, the better team all year was was the the hosting team, and a lot of these like us versus Red Bulls, we were a lot better than them this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and like some even the close ones, like like Houston Salt Lake. That was a four or five. That was close. Yeah. You know? Uh Philly, New England. Well, New England's only five because they've been cratering. Yeah. So that was like not quite as close. But like one eight, two seven, three six, those are pretty sizable margins. And you should, as the home team and the higher seed, win that game like nine out of ten times. But even in that Houston RSL game, I watched a little bit of that on just watching it back. And even though it was a four or five, I mean, Houston crushed them. I mean, they they were the better team that entire time. The XG was insanely lopsided between those two teams. The possession numbers were insanely lopsided. The home teams from most of these, other than St. Louis, which is just hilarious that this was the one <laughs> outlier. Just love it. I can't <laughs> overstate enough how fucking funny this was. But for the most part, I watched a bit of that Seattle-Dallas game last night. That game was basically non-competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, most of these games were not just home side wins. They were incredibly lopsided in terms of even the actual like play on the field beyond the scoreline. If their goal with this playoff format was to create more drama or create more intrigue, I guess we'll wait to see how the road legs play out. But Christ, this was their goal not was a lot of these simply ga- to give more games for Apple TV. Yeah, yeah, but like what kind of quality are the games? Most of these games that I, I flipped around and saw, they're not I won't say they're unwatchable. That's that's going a bridge too far. But they're also not entertaining. Very few of these games were interesting. Um and somebody pointed this out online, and I don't know where I stand on this, but the fact that there isn't an aggregate goal issue or an aggregate goal consideration you know in other in this if there was aggregate goals there would have been a press from new york to get an away goal mm-hmm. in this game that they played against fc cincinnati and in some of these other games where the score line got a little little hairy like seattle 2-0 uh you know there would have been more of a press possibly to see these teams try and score more goals, get the away goal, get closer on aggregate. Without that, there's just not that incentive. It's, well, you got beat. Yeah. Move on. See or you next week. Just an incentive to not lose by as much. A one nothing loss is the same as a 7 nothing loss. So, like, if you give up, like, an 80th minute goal, well, you might as well just stop playing. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like, New England went down early. And then uh, they pulled off Carlos Heel for a possible injury. But if they're down 2 nothing, yeah, I'd be tempted to just pull Heel anyway. Like, why risk him getting injured for the rest of the game? This is already a lost cause. We'll just catch him on the next one. You know what's funny, though, Chief? 
since we are the first and foremost League's Cup podcast, uh, I think we can learn something from Liga MX. They have solved this problem because Liga MX does the Aperture, Clausura, you know, split season thing, but they do a knockout playoff tournament at the end of their season to determine the league champion. They do this. You do an aggregate score, but tie goes to the higher seed. So the underdog has to try harder to win. The the oh, higher I, seed gets the reward and has to just sort of sit back and absorb pressure or destroy the lower seed. You're you're talking my you're talking my language though. This is pro wrestling. This is champion's advantage. You got to pin the <laughs> champ. You can't win by countout. Yeah. You can't win by disqualification. You so got to knock the champ out. No silly away goals to worry about or or anything like that. You do home and home aggregate score. Tie goes to the top seed. Pretty easy. I don't hate that at all. I don't hate that in the slightest. Yeah. It'd be, it would be fun, too, if it was on this nil-nil tie. It's just neither team advanced. And it was a bye week for whoever's playing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that, actually. <laughs> you better score a fucking goal. Somebody's <laughs> got to score. This is all for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I've found. Like I said, maybe things will get spicier when some of these teams have to go on the the higher seeds have to go on the road. Yeah, I hope I hope that's not the case for our sake. I don't want spicy. I want boring and workmanlike. But True. I don't know. Did 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 you guys watch any of these other games? I tried to because it's the first time all year where there was an opportunity to watch more to actually watch. And, yeah, to watch MLS. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> um, and just I don't know. Like I, I I caught a little bit of that Philadelphia New England game too. And New England is bad. New England is not good. Yeah. Like that's a team I would have loved to have gotten them in the first round instead of New York. That would be we were talking about the uh, call your opponent. Yeah. Oh, you call New England first out of everybody in the East right for out of the shoot. sure. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, you know it's funny too. Like looking at the scores, they all went exactly to script like uh, again other than st louis sporting kansas city which i will say fair number of experts were picking that upset andrew weeby amongst them um he but like count. he's from kansas city mm, fair enough uh, he used to write for like a kansas city oh, like that's right half, that's right. Of, half yeah. of the rest of mls media is from st louis so it cancels everything out <laughs> that is true um but like Orlando, much better offense, but Nashville had the best defense in the league. And like Seattle, very good late. Uh, one of the other best defenses in the league. Houston. LA, LAFC, insane yeah. levels of firepower when they're on. Drops and five goals. <laughs> not great defense. Exactly. Right. Like everything went according to script with all of these games. Um, I mean, heck, with that being said, maybe... Us winning three nothing is like the most surprising result of the first round. Now, I will say we are recording this uh, while Columbus and Atlanta are tied nil nil just before halftime. So um, you, something you could know, change although, radically. Let but. me push back on that idea that this wasn't according to script for us versus New York. Mm. I think we said all year that the scary thing about FC Cincinnati was that they hadn't played their best soccer yet. And that all throughout the summer, it was like they're winning games, but there's another gear to this team. If they can just, you know, get Brandon Vasquez going. We always had something that was like, yeah. oh, we still haven't seen the best of this team. Going out in Boston, New York around 3 nothing with some banger goals 
stifling defense. Isn't this kind of what we were expecting? Eventually, this team would start looking like at some point this year a little bit. Um, I don't I don't really think so. Um, because I was going along with it. You know, New York had a <laughs> New York had a lot of shots and opportunities. You know, we just did a good job defending. Um, we did score three goals. Two of them were spectacular, and one was very good. Uh, or the l- l- second goal spectacular in the sense that it was like kind of a unusual series of events, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, a zero xg shot. Yeah. <laughs> but also, New York was a team that we had played only heavily rotated all season, and beat them twice and lost to them once. Um, this was a less rotated lineup than we've had in any game against New York Red Bulls all year. Hmm. And I think it just shows like, yeah, we play more of our starters against a team that's not very good, especially as a team that like hasn't really been lethal. Right. At making, at punishing teams. Um, or finding like magic moments. Yeah, we should beat them. You know, with the lineup that we put out. Even though that that lineup wasn't even no. a full best eleven. Yeah. Um, I would still say that we should beat them with that lineup we put out home or away. Yeah. Especially considering they're missing uh Indom. So, you know, that's a huge Well they're also well, they're missing Lewis Morgan, who is the guy who like that, okay, in the one, they're missing he's the, a piece. He's the guy who's most who's most capable of, of of punishing mistakes. Bradley Wright yeah. Phillips ain't walking through that door, fellas. No, Thierry Henry ain't walking through that door. <laughs> Sasha Question ain't walking through that door. Josie Altador. Uh maybe maybe Patrick Clamala, the equivalent. <laughs> Is walking through that door. Did we say Matt Sasha? Niazga, did we say Sasha Question isn't walking through that door? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Niazga is walking through that door, but he's playing for the other team. Is the thing for them. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there we go. I think this pivots nicely to discussing that New York Red Bulls match. Is there anything else we wanted to touch on the playoffs generally? No, I don't think so. Except I'll be very happy to see uh, St. Louis uh, drummed out. God, especially the four to one is particularly great again with like all of the Berkey for MVP to give up four goals. It's just just a chef's awesome. kiss. Just a chef's kiss. <laughs> couldn't, Although, couldn't ask her a better thing. There is something that's deeply annoying that oh. if the East goes chalk, like that's just couldn't we get one upset here somewhere? <laughs> yeah, Atlanta over Columbus. Please. Atlanta over Columbus would be awesome. Come on, New England. You got it in you. <laughs> Nashville over Orlando, maybe? I mm. What would MLS do? What would MLS do if Bruce Arena came back in like a disguise and coached New England in the playoffs? <laughs> we we're really on this disguise thing. It's because it's, it's, it's the day after Halloween. I'm just I'm He's just thinking like what's on the mind. What if what if just you know there's a shadowy figure sitting on the bench and you don't know who he is and it's really just Bruce Arena coaching? Would they make him I mean, forfeit games? MLS told him they had to ask for permission to come back into the league. They don't. Here's the thing, though. I'm well, a big bank forgiveness guy say, versus ask permission. 
does he have to say that he's Bruce Arena when he asks for permission? Or it could be like a vampire where they trick you into inviting them in. Yeah, if you get invited in, all bets are off. Oh, I can't, I'm not going to do a Bruce. I've never tried to do a Bruce Arena before. I'm not going to start now. Please don't. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's drop this immediately and head on over to part three, where we will discuss the final road game of the 2023 MLS season for FC Cincinnati. We are back and we are talking about, get this, gentlemen, a game against the New York Red Bulls. <laughs> Who could have seen this? Wow. <laughs> we never play these guys. You ever notice how there's some teams in the league that we just don't play often enough? I found myself saying the other day, man, I wish we played New York more. <laughs> Said no one ever. Um, I will say on this front, a lot of good suggestions for the uh, the rivalry name. Um, I really liked the P-Funk Cup uh, with the Parliament Funkadelic Bootsy Collins connection there. Uh, That's just because Kivy is like desperate to incorporate P-Funk into something regarding this team. This would be a nice win for him, I think. (laughs) He needs this. Um, The the battle for old Tippecanoe as Harrison, New Jersey, where they play, is named after William Henry Harrison, a famous I'll say Cincinnatian president who had a uh, uncomfortable record with the native population in he the United States. He does have uh, a United statue States. on the way to like Sevierville. Not Sevierville. What's the one at Sedumsville? That sounds like the same place. I assume that Harrison <laughs> Avenue is named after him, and that's like a West Side yeah, landmark. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so uh, battle, for t- battle for Tippecanoe. I liked, I liked Blood Feud. Blood Feud was, is nice. Which was a uh, uh, Carter's uh, turn of phrase in Blood his article. Feud, Blood Feud feels very college football rivalry name. Like that's okay. I'm fine with that completely. Like it's not like the if you told me the Blood Feud was the official title of the South Carolina Auburn game every year in the F- <laughs> SEC. Yeah, sure. I would I would go with it. I would have no reason to doubt that. They're good, red. We're blue. Oh yeah, this is oxygenated and unoxygenated <laughs> blood feud. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the obvious connection here. Yeah, right. clearly. <laughs> um, yeah, my vote is for blood feud. I'm going to refer to it as the blood feud. Uh, allegedly, this is a fairly popular hockey rivalry, but I don't know I, anything I don't about know hockey. What that is so it doesn't exist to me. <laughs> is that this? Is that the thing that uh, high school girls play in skirts? It's the it lower, is. B- lower body, upper body, <laughs> the lower body, upper body rivalry. Um, somebody else brought up on the discord, the uh, obvious connection of the Roebling suspension bridge with the Brooklyn bridge. So the Roebling rivalry, which I thought was. What about the, the suspension of disbelief? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I, I like blood feud. The blood. I feud. think blood feud is, is, is what I'm going to call it. I think Blood Feud 2 can also refer to like the fact that Matt Miazga moved from Red Bull via Europe to FCC. Frankie Amaya moves from FCC to New York Red Bull. Like there's Hunter Freeman. Yeah, there's oh well, yeah, there's tons of movement there, but like two of the more prominent moves 
are sort of like turncoaty. Not that Miazga really had a choice in the matter, but it I, th- I think it adds to it. I like Blood Feud a lot. So the Blood Feud, we need a good trophy. We do we need, need a trophy. That was what I was going to say is that step one is picking a name for the rivalry. Mm-hmm. Step two is creating a fan tro- fan made trophy for the rivalry. Step Trophies three is a machete. I mean, it's gotta I be hard to get idea. on an airplane. <laughs> a dull a machete. A dull machete. Okay. How how dull does a machete have to be before they let you bring it on the plane? Like, presumably, you can bring a lump of metal. So, can like, you, you somewhere please, between can, lump can, and knife. <laughs> can you please at the TSA from the post since Twitter and ask how dull does a machete have to be before I can carry it on a plane? Surely that's defined somewhere in a rule book. <laughs> in this episode Kuchina of the postcast, Kevin. Ke- oh fuck, really? God. Yes. Kevin gets on the no fly list as Cucho scores. No, I thought you were saying something else. Man, that's inappropriate. So that puts a real damper on this. Anyway, blood feud. Blood feud. Uh, the blood feud carries on this weekend with the exact same team. I I, I don't know that they're missing anybody. We'll, we will apparently be missing Alvis Powell, but we'll be potentially probably gaining Santiago Arias. Feels like an upgrade, but still, still sucks to be down the depth. What about Pupenza? You going to start? Oh man, this was the debate last week. I... I think Don Bodge, you got his citizenship. I think you roll with the hot hand and you try to incorporate Bupenza in over the month-long break you have before you face Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm also just tired of immigrants taking American jobs. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> so just immediately switches. <laughs> so I'm happy, for, I'm happy for Dom to keep the starting job. <laughs> Man. Oh, uh, it's it's caravan season. Tis the season. It's me and Landon Donovan. <laughs> I mean, it is. Never mind. I don't want. I don't that, want that's get into the, that's been like. I don't, get, I don't want to get into politics, but um, that that's a pet peeve of mine is the the hating on dual national. Oh yeah, players yeah, yeah. or naturalized players in the national team. Yeah. That's that was like big. The, did people still do that? That was big during the Klinsman years, where everybody got people all still, mad. People still bring it up. Yeah. People um, not named Alexi Lawless. Yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still a, but also Alexi Lawless. Uh, but like Landon Donovan has mm. brought it up. Abby Wambach yeah. has brought it up. And what kills me is like they'll say something like that person's like not really American or like that person's, you know, even like not American. Right. That's insane to me. Like that's, it's like the center. Like the only thing to be. Like the only requirement to being American is like having American citizenship. It's like the only quite right. literally t- took a test and has a piece. It's of like paper. the only place. It's like the only place in the. Well, not, I'm not gonna say the only place, but like, it's like one of the few places, right, where there's not any other criteria. Right. Yeah. It's you are or you are not, and there's no defined, you know, language. Or look, dare I say, a melting pot of a nation that sort of welcomed anyone and everyone to find their opportunity. Yeah, sometimes you get nostalgic for the old version of America that seems to have been 
completely lost to the sands of time. Uh, <laughs> Do you believe um, you could pass a citizenship test right now, though? Chief, I think you just found your uh, he who shall not be named punishment. Ooh, punishment number three. You got to take a citizenship test. Post your results. <laughs> you can find you can find uh, practice. I think you can find practice tests online. Does I don't know the results of it. Does Baji have his test score, and can you beat Baji's score? I think that should be the measure. We here. don't. We don't have it. I know it's not out. Do they, I would, does, I'd be surprised if we. Do you think there's anyone out. at the club that knows? Because did you just, we, if I if I submitted my score to someone at the club, do you think someone could just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down as to whether or not I I won? <laughs> you, that's, you gotta, that's fair. Yeah. You got to run down after a game and it looks like you want to sign an autograph, but you're actually showing him like your homework. <laughs> Dom, did I beat you? Dom, Dom, did I Dumb. beat you? <laughs> uh, it's even funnier knowing your job. Be like, wow, man, it'd be really embarrassing. <laughs> um, oh, the government shouldn't find out about this. This could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> So if we uh, have so if we have our if we have our top eleven out yeah. there, Sans mm-hmm. Nick Haglund, Sans Nick Haglund, who may not be in the top eleven. I'm sorry, I said anything. We were we were talking about this at work today. What is the biggest weakness in FC Cincinnati with our top eleven out there? Getting um. The second striker. Who or the that? first striker, depending <laughs> on yeah, who is the who is the who is the second striker? I mean I think it's it's I, I think it's if if our it seems like a lot of our goals that we give up are um the center backs lose lose track of each other mm-hmm. or one gets caught high upfield. Yeah. Um, so, so it's your Samuskara. We all agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause if the center backs stay disciplined and like big mistake free, it's pretty impenetrable. Yeah. We're not giving up a goal. Um, Junior Moreno is not this, I was about to say, Junior, Junior Moreno is what I was tempted to say. But he's not flashy, but I sure his passing answer, could be better. But is the answer Roman Celentano with like no. distribution and shot stopping? I don't know I, that it is, but his I, distribution maybe. I I would throw in, and this would be my answer: is the striker position. Vasquez is not producing at the level he needs to be. Yes, on balance, he's at a solid year, but he did not take the step forward we thought he would. Baji, Santos, Bupenza, all good players in their moments, but are hot or cold and whatever the hell's going on with Bupenza. Um, I don't think I, Vasquez, I don't think, I think he's actually had a really good year watching him in terms of what the team wants him to do and playing a little further up the field into the midfield, being uh, a hold up player, drawing the defenders forward to create space that Barrial and Lucho can run in behind. I just, 
it's hard without knowing what's being said on tr- in the training room and what's being said mm-hmm. by the, the coach to know what Newton's saying, to know exactly what, what Vasquez is being asked to do. But this offense is so dynamic and has so many different goal scoring threats. I don't know that a lot of the things that are happening on this team aren't partly because of his positioning in any given offensive set. They got a lot of goal scoring threats, but none of them are the striker. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, mean, you'd rather Pepenza's, have Pepenza's five goals and right, what six hundred minutes? minutes? Yes. Yeah, six hundred minutes. Yeah, that's pretty good. But if you're gonna say availability is a skill, <laughs> he's yeah. got some room yeah. for improvement. Um, I, I by would the way, fuck- he does have no Please. assists. Wow, he did not get. I found this out uh, over the weekend. He did not get an assist against Philadelphia when he made that pass to Brandon Vasquez. Maybe everybody else knew this. Weird. But it wasn't recorded as an assist because... Did it deflect or something? It deflected off the keeper and Brandon hit it again. Mm. So I was that was not recorded he's a bad as a teammate, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, here, here's my take on Brandon Vasquez. At this point in the season, and with all the caveats you threw out there, Chief... I don't know that like you, Yakubo, is that big of a step down from what Brandon Vasquez provides up top. Like mm, Kubo presses, no. Kubo runs in behind. Like, yeah, he doesn't it, hold the ball up. Like, he doesn't like hold the Brandon. ball up like Brandon does. And the other thing about you, Yakubo, is he's faster. I, <laughs> I like you, Yakubo, but I, I like the idea of you, Yakubo, more than you, Yakubo. And when he plays, it's when he plays a limited number of minutes. You think to yourself, man, I'd love to see more Yuya Kubo. And then when you see more Yuya Kubo, all you can think of is, oh, this is why this guy plays limited minutes. So I, I'm not going to say that, um, but I think he's faster with the ball than Brandon. I'm not sure he's faster just like sprinting downfield than Brandon. Uh, sure. We saw Brandon, we saw Brandon like way outrun. Aaron Long last year in the okay. playoffs. True, but I just every time there's a promising counter attack. I think they said Brandon was the he reached the fastest speed of any player that finished in a goal mm. that, that that finished in that player scoring a goal in like oh, all of MLS obvious. last year. He's Bowser. Like the cart doesn't accelerate as fast, but it gets a higher top speed. There you go. That I believe. Um, No, it's just like every time we have a promising counterattack, he gets the ball and it's just like, oh, yeah, no, this is dead. Like he's going to have to stop. This is going to, the whole defense is going to catch up. Yeah. So he's Bowser. Lucho is Princess Toadstool, I want to say. Like fast, wiry, doesn't have a great top speed. He gets caught from behind a lot. I noticed that Lucho. He's great with the handles, but this I makes him toad in this case. He's got all acceleration, no speed. He can no, stop thought, start. I thought, I thought Yoshi and the princess were the all acceleration, no top speed. Maybe it's been I have a no while. idea. It's been a while. Yeah. I always thought toad was that guy. Um, I still no. play the Super NES version. So Junior Moreno is toad. <laughs> yeah okay yes for some reason that makes way more sense <laughs> but, toad, but toad from the movie yes the, the 90s movie no, <laughs> no wait, toad was the uh he was the uh the dude playing the, the jazz the hippie yeah, yeah the hipster he was playing like the, the grungy punk guy. hippie guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> the protest the pro the leather protest guy right <laughs> 
Hmm. This feels like in the next three weeks content right here. <laughs> so what do we uh, what what do we think about the game? Prediction wise? Prediction wise. Hmm. I don't want to uh, say it. <clears throat> FC got, Cincinnati. I have, a strong, I have a strong feeling about this, but I don't know that I want to say it. FC you Cincinnati wins three to one in a convincing victory, and the rest of the league is terrified of what they're about to face. That's what I'm sticking with. I was going to say two nil, and it's another clean sheet for Roman. Oh, that sounds mm. better. Uh, one to one. Oh, you son of a bitch! I hate, <laughs> FC I hate this. Cincinnati <laughs> oh. wins in penalties. How many rounds? And does Roman save any of them? <laughs> and who takes all of them? <laughs> and who, okay, gets, so, who gets saved? <laughs> one round. Our penalty takers are so five kicks: Lucho, okay. Barrial, Bupenza, make, 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 Miazga, miss. No, I don't think so. I think we make all five. And um, is Vasquez on the field to end the game? I think he'd be your fifth. Right. No, you, Kubo, um, will be the fifth. So I think, I think it's Kubo, but if Vasquez is on the field, it's going to be Vasquez. So, but I don't see Kubo supplanting any of those other four. No. Yeah. So it goes, it goes five. Um, or yeah, it goes five. And it, uh, we in go first. I don't know. In this dream scenario, can it be John Tolkien or Frankie Amaya that gets saved by Roman? Because that would be Ooh. just badass. Frankie takes the fifth kick. We made ours. We go first. So it's five to four. Red Bull steps up. Roman saves the Frankie penalty. Yep. What, what would Series be better? Over. Roman saving the Frankie penalty or Frankie going full? Um, who was it that skied the first kick in that? Um, Kendall. Kendall Weston. No, the 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 Chicago Fire game was it? Oh, uh, was it uh, uh, Aiden Quinn? Aiden Quinn, Aiden yeah. Quinn, yeah. Goes full Aiden Quinn and just sends it straight into the upper deck where auxiliary one, a Star Wars story, is <laughs> going crazy. Catches the ball and runs out. Man, this is a great moment. If you've only been an FC Cincinnati fan during the MLS years, uh, Aiden Quinn was one of the best USL players. I think he has a decent argument for like one of the best USL players of all time uh, in recent years. He went on and won MVP the year after he left FC Cincinnati. He was one of the best players for Louisville before coming to FC Cincinnati. This was a stud signing. He was supposed to be the star player for this team and he was dog shit in Cincinnati. He was, yeah, that was so bad. That was so many players we signed when Alan Koch was the coach of in the USL era. Kadeem Dakers yep. was this unstoppable force in USL. He comes to Cincinnati and like he couldn't dribble the ball. Yeah. <laughs> but Aiden Quinn's forever moment is missing the first Chicago penalty in that open cup run and you thought well you know we put up a good fight up to this moment <laughs> the clank that made off of the banner it was awful and then uh mitch hildebrandt showed up so and well there bastion, you go bastion schweinsteiger shushed an entire section of minor league soccer fans yep. so good uh you know what's funny that moment is probably the last moment the chicago fire were relevant and good like if you go back and look at like the three seasons prior to that moment 
and that season, they're a pretty good franchise. They're doing good. That happened. It's all been downhill. <laughs> they have not recovered from that loss. <laughs> People forget Bastion Schweinsteiger straight down the middle. And as if we as we learn from Evan, it's kind of a bitch move. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, hopefully. This is the last game we have to talk about versus the New York Red Bulls. It is the last road game. And as we record this, crew is still winning at halftime. So Chief, do us the honors. Fuck Columbus. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cincy Postcast, which is a production of The Post Cincy. You can check us out at thepostcincy.com for all of our written content, as well as links to our social media. You can follow us on Twitter, and as well, you can join us on our Discord server. You can find links to that server both in this episode description as well as on our website. That is where most of our conversations are going on. We have a lovely community there talking about FC Cincinnati, MLS, anything and everything else and everything in between. We also want to give a huge thanks to Jim Trace and the Makers for providing all of the music you've heard throughout this episode. They're an amazing local Cincinnati band. Again, more information about them is in the description of this episode. And if you enjoyed what you listened to, and you've made it to the end, so I'm going to assume you liked it, or you just can't reach your stop button, please like us, review us, subscribe to us, wherever you are getting your podcasts, that is going to be really, really helpful. But more importantly, share this with a friend. A personal recommendation helps sped a podcast so much further. So please share this if you know somebody in your life who's an FC Cincinnati fan, an MLS fan, somebody that you think would enjoy this, pass it on over. Thank you so, so much again for listening. It blows me away that people continue to listen to us. And thank you so, so much again.